Welcome to the Dirt Reporters Podcast for the week of January 4th. Hard to believe it's the year 2023. Robert, didn't it seem like yesterday the hysteria of Y2K was just happening last week? Uh, absolutely. It, it just time flies when you're when you're having fun like we do. Yeah, it's uh, we're all we're headed into year two or three of this podcast. I I saw the other day we're getting close to 100 episodes, so maybe we can like do a nice celebration for it. Um, Kovac, how was your holidays? I know we had that two week break. We did a kind of uh, some previews, played Santa Claus. Did you have a good uh, 14 days here? Yeah, everything went well. Nice Christmas. I went to New Jersey from my mother's uh, house and. And we uh, made a little trip into New York City one day, just checked out the Christmas tree, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, and uh, drank some beer in New York City just because there's plenty of bars there, right, Derek? You know, oh I mean, God. you, you go there, you would York. like it. There's plenty, there's plenty of bars there, you know. But uh, yeah, so we had uh, had some fun, and uh, now we're uh, ready to get back at it. Kyle, I saw your post the other day saying how great of the year of 2022 was. Very proud of you for your first year at DOD and uh, Flow Racing. But I got to ask. You're a basketball coach. You can't be wearing jeans to a game. You got to look professional. The suit, khakis, the jeans with the tie and uh shirt, the dress shirt. I've never seen that before, to, you know, as a coach. That just means like the younger fly away or something. For context, that was actually a high school basketball all-star game. So oh, okay. figured, to, figured to, you know, throw in the casual look, but also, you know, keep it looking nice and dapper up top, you know, at the same time. I always try to, uh, you know, go out on a limb with my appearance and, you know, as we, as we get more comfortable here going into the new year. Yeah, no doubt about that. As Mike Norris would say, the announcer at Fairbury Speedway, but just making sure you better hope Rigsby doesn't see that because he'll dog you like he did at the Eldora, you know, Kovac Memorial uh, press box there. Just saying (laughs) he like he did at the dreamer world this year, this past year. Yeah, no, totally. We're, uh, you know, every everyone has to take their shots at the at the quote unquote rookie, right? Or the new newcomer, the newbie, whatever label you want to throw at me. So no, all good. Had a great first year and uh ready ready to get after it here in uh twenty twenty three. Yeah, so this show we're kicking off the new year's the you know the first episode of twenty twenty three. We're going to do a preview show. We're going to start with the Wild West shootout. Robert, you will be there for all six nights. They start Saturday night, race Saturday and Sunday of this weekend, couple days off, Wednesday night, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I believe. Is that, wait, are they race Friday, Saturday, Sunday this week? They, uh, they go, uh, Friday. Well, no, I'm sorry. They they go Saturday, Sunday this week, and then they come back and race on Wednesday that's the third night, and then, and then they Friday, close Saturday, out with Sunday. a with a uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I do believe for the six nights. So, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I was looking over the list, uh, stacked field. list of entries um, going in there. It's going to be a great show. Going to be a. I don't know if there's really going to be more cars. I, there should be more cars than last year. You know, different kind of group. Not all this. A lot of the same guys coming back, and then some new guys coming, including Kyle Larson. So. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. This will be my second year to go to Vado, but the first year for me to do it from start to finish. So, definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, and Kovac, we're adding, adding Jonathan Davenport and Kyle Larson. You're going to have Turbo, Garrett Alberson, Mike Marler, and Brandon Shepard, Bobby Pierce. You're going to have guys that go up on the wood, and if last year proved anything, this track provides phenomenal racing. It was the 2022 race of the year, that first Sunday uh feature between Garrett Alverson, uh Turbo and Sheppy and Sheppy ended up winning that one but how excited are you to just you know get the season kicked off at a track that has a good you know good record for great racing and you add two more guys that can get elbows up with the guys that are already there it could be a big time shootout there in New Mexico yeah it's a good it's a good field there that'll be you know it's a nice little cross section of guys from all around the country I guess you could say and uh, and you throw Kyle Larson into the mix and that'll that definitely ups the interest level of, uh, uh, I mean, it, it shows how much Kyle Larson wants to run a late mile now this year too, since he's going to be skipping the chili bowl to do Don't it. Don't let Truex hear that. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's pretty, uh, pretty impressive, uh, you know, note there for, uh, for Kyle Larson's, uh, you know, participation in that event. But, you know, I, I one of the guys I'm looking at is, is Garrett Alberson though. I mean, last year he won a race there, uh, and this hometown kind of track only a few miles from, uh, Las Cruces there where he's from. And 
and I would think he'll be even better this year, considering he just did a whole year with the Lucas Oil Series, one rookie of the year. Uh, I mean, he he could be a more even more of a factor, uh, you know, um, when he gets back there for uh, for this season's uh, Wild West Shootout. Yeah, and Kyle, just I think the racing just proved itself last year. This is why you're getting more guys, you know, headed west. Billy Moyer will be there as well. I mean, are we expecting race of the year candidates again already in January? Because you had that mixture of guys. That facility is phenomenal. Kovac, you went out there for the Woo a few years back. Robert, you'll be at your second year. Racing vacation. I know Speed Week starts like the week later, but you got drivers got to be licking their chops, thinking, "Man, we got to go out there. This is so much fun." They're battling it out every single night, and you know it's kind of just a little getaway to start the season. Yeah, I'd have to say so. You know, that was I was watching last year's event on Flow. That was before I came on here in March, and uh, I mean every single night, you know, all six nights had its own. They were all riveting, right? All six races, I I feel. And so, um, I mean, there's just, you know, I was talking with my dad and, and uh, you know, of all the races that, you know, he watched last year, you know, I I kind of brought it up to him like, oh, you know, like, well, let's shoot out on the countdown week and a half away and, and, and just like talking with him and, and, and just uh, kind of the the imprint that you know last year's event had on on him and sitting back and just watching all the races unfold and um going back and just watching the highlights and then even now before the show started just kind of going back through our race wires and just kind of rejogging my memory of the of the bits and pieces and just how each race unfolded i i can't think of a better place to get the season started for us um it's uh obviously off the beaten path in new mexico but that's what makes it you know so unique and obviously when you have guys like mike marler and bobby pierce and uh kyle larson and brandon shepherd and then now Jonathan davenport too you know wanting to partake in this event and then garrett alberson and then rusty schlank and then dustin Sorensen. i mean there's it Tyler Herb. I mean, there's, there's guys, uh, there, there always seems like, you know, on the flip side of that too, you know, take a guy like Jake Tim last year, you know, he almost upset Earl Pearson and Mike Marler for that $25,000 victory. It always seems like there's a, a, a guy that, uh, flies under the radar and, uh, is able to get up on the wheel and, and compete with, the guys who are regularly ranked in our national poll week in and week out. And so you also have that element too. And so it, it just, uh, you know, there's obviously any race fan, anybody who is involved in racing loves, loves a racetrack where you can race all over it, right. From top, top to bottom, uh, track workers can, uh, make track versatile, uh, or, or, or make the track fit however uh, they need to in terms of how it races. And so I, I look at Bado and it's one of those tracks, right? So um, I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, I'm sure Robert will have a, a great time out there. And so um, seems like it, there wasn't an off season, uh, but obviously now getting ready to get back into the swing of things and um, you know, should be a dandy of an event and um, should at least have at least one race of the year candidate coming out of there. It always seems that way. Robert JD's coming for the first time Novato for the wild west shootout last year, record setting year, complete domination. Is he just going to pick up right where he left off? I know that, you know, Jason Durham will not be there this season. He's got a new crew help. Or you think it's just gonna be the same old JDs and it come out guns a blazing against a great field here in uh, the first couple of weeks in January? Uh, there's absolutely zero reason to think he won't be one of the favorites. I mean, why? Like Kyle said, have we even had much of an off season? You know, the guys took some time to refresh their equipment. They had a little Christmas break, a little New Year's break, and now we're going right back racing. So I really think that that he'll pick right up now is he going to go out there and win 
six races in a row and get a huge bonus. And of course that's the goal, but I don't, I don't think that'll happen. Could he win half of them? Absolutely. Could Kyle Larson win half of them? Absolutely. Uh, could Brandon Shepard win half of them? Sure. I mean, there, there are guys out there that, that are capable of going at Bobby Pierce could, I mean, he's, he's proven he's capable. So, uh, so yeah, there are guys out there that are, are actually going out there with the mindset of we want to win races and get bonus money. And there's no reason to think that, that Jonathan Davenport coming off the season that he had, there's zero reason to think that he's not one of those guys and probably the favorite to do so. Yeah. I mean, if you won that bonus wins all six races, he might as well, everybody just needs a load up shop, especially cause he's can, uh, preparing to run the Lucas oil series. So I think it's a big week for him, Kovac to get stuff. And you always say it's spring training, get dialed in, get your reps. And I think this spring training is going to be big and huge for Brandon Shepard and Bobby Pierce. Cause they're both going to Longhorn chassis. Obviously Sheppy broke the huge news uh, about a month ago. And I think it's going to be a very important that he has some good runs here before he starts his uh, world of outlaw campaign, you know, the following week there in the January 18th, 19th and 20th. Yeah, yeah, two two uh, new Longhorn chassis guys and uh, and Shepard and Pierce. Uh, there there is some they're gonna have to get a little bit used to running those cars. They've never run them before, so uh, I'd imagine it's gonna take a little bit. But this is I've, like I always like you did just say spring training. That's what it always feels like. Uh, this Wild West shootout, perfect spot really to for them to get. I mean, they want to make that. There's that pressure a little bit of like that that uh, draw of like winning races though to to get that money. So it's not like they just want to. It's it's not like it's a total, um, you know, like just relaxing kind of a, of a week there for them. Uh, they don't want to let races get out of their. You know, they want they want to be able to win every night. But it, I, I really think it's going to be hard for anybody to win uh, multiple races this year. I mean, I just look at the look at some just a quick look at some of names. Well, Shepard Pierce, Kyle Larson, uh, Billy Moyer. I think Billy Moyer can win a race there. Tyler Herb, JD, uh, Alberson, Marler, Ricky Weiss. I mean, all those guys are guys I think could win a race out there. I mean, you would almost expect them to win a race, but they all can't. There's not enough wins to go around for all of them to get one. So there's going to be guys that you wouldn't expect to, to get wins. Uh, I mean, I remember last year, Shepard really came out of the box really good, and then he wasn't able to get any more during the weekend. I mean, Pierce, Pierce didn't even win one, did he? If I, no. I remember right, you know, he so, got that tussle with Marlon yeah. on that last lap, and we'll have Albertson get his first win out there. Right, yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, Pierce didn't win one. That was kind of a shocker, too. So, uh, I, I think uh, they could really be a good competitive week. I think Chris Kearns and Rigsby are probably like, okay, I don't think we're going to have to pay out a bonus. As we all saw previous years, Pierce – was dang close. Uh, he won a small bonus, but the, we had rainouts there where he could have won even more money. So uh, Shirley and Sheppy split a $10,000 at one time there. I think the final year at uh, Arizona. So it can be done, but I think this year they're kind of like, oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Well, we're going to do a preview of the national series and the world of outlaws kick off first at the Sunshine Nationals. Kyle McFadden, the 19th, 20th, and 21st practice on the 18th. You got guys like Sheppy and a few others. They're going to be going west all the way to Florida there within that, you know, four or five-day window to head to the Sunshine State for the Sunshine Nationals World of Outlaw action. And, you know, some big uh, announcements in the offseason. They got a good rookie crop coming in. You got Tanner English. He's going to plan on running, try to get that championship. Dennis Herb Jr. is going to decide to defend his crown. But we got some newcomers. Well, not really newcomers, but for 2023, you got Sheppy and Chris Madden joining forces to run the Woo this series. So I think that's going to help out the World Outlaws a whole bunch when you add those two guys. But Dennis Serb Jr. definitely is going to have a chip on his shoulder to prove everybody that last year's championship wasn't a fluke. Yeah, no, totally. You know, this uh, the advancements and the improvements that Steve Steve Francis has made on the outlaw tour this year has certainly, you know, shown, you know, as the old adage goes, you know, the proofs proofs in the pudding clearly here when it comes to the outlaw tour this year. And so what's, what's really stuck out to me, obviously you have all of, it seems as, or it, it seems like everybody uh, that ran the, ran the outlaw tour last year, Dennis Herb, you know, Shane Clanton, uh, Ryan Gustin, Max Blair, Tanner English, you know, those, that core group is obviously 
uh, returning. And then obviously too, Chris, Chris Madden, Brandon Shepard, uh, two guys who are obviously week in and week out in our top five national poll. And then you have uh, the rookie class of, of Peyton Freeman and, and Nick Hoffman, and then also uh, Cop Cam's champion, Logan Martin, too. So the uh, array of personalities and drivers, and there was that point last year, right, where Brandon Shepard dropped off the tour. And Madden we dropped off the tour leading the points. And then Madden also dropped off the tour leading the points. And we were wondering what's going to happen with the outlaws, right? What's, you know, it just, uh, there were, you know, like Tanner English at the time and Max Blair and some of their other personalities, not that they didn't have the talent, right, to to give the series a shot in the arm. It's just they were unproven. And so, but now, you know, even aside all the guys who are Chris Madden, aside from Chris Madden, aside from Brandon Shepard, aside from Nick Hoffman, some of the better known names in our sport and dirt racing as a whole, you know, I had looked at the Outlaws, the Outlaw tour going into this year and had been, I guess, more excited or just had more anticipation around that series than this time last year because, you know, this time last year we all expected Brandon Shepard to, you know, go for his, his fifth outlaw championship. And, and, if, and if that wasn't the result by the end of last year, at least at this, at this time in the season last year, right before things got up and going, you know, it wouldn't, we wouldn't have, uh, that would have been unexpected, but now a full year later and looking, looking at the, looking at the series, I think that this, I think that the Outlaw Championship will come down to the world finals, maybe not the last race, but I think it'll come down to that week, if not the month of October. And so just because of the parody and just because of the competition and before Chris Madden and Brandon Shepard had committed to the out to the Outlaw Tour, my pick was uh, Shane Clanton to bring home uh, the Outlaw Championship, and obviously that's 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 still very very realistic and and high up on my odds of happening in terms of I guess how I see things playing out. Robert and kind of what I was thinking to ask you is just like this is kind of like a resurrection for the outlaws you got steve francis former driver he's the series director as kyle said casey schumann did a great job there but i think those drivers over at the woo got a former hall of fame you know wheelman kind of you know reigning leading them going to different racetracks they had that nice race at talladega you're still gonna have the prairie dirt you're still gonna have the usa nationals you add chris madden and brandon shepherd just household names and superstar names Tanner English and Dennis Herb Jr. Like, I just feel like maybe it's like a resurrection for the world of outlaws headed into this season. Anytime that, uh, that you have a guy with experience, both on the road, both behind the wheel, uh, which not that not Schumann didn't have, doesn't have experience behind the wheel, you know, as a sprint car guy, but anytime you, you uh, are now working with someone who you raced against, uh, it makes a big difference. Uh, whether regardless of what uh, happened, kind of interactions you had when every when he when like Francis was a driver uh I think he 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 gets a lot of respect in the pit area uh he did when he was with Lucas uh and he and he certainly does uh with the world of outlaws so so yeah I think he's got the the ship headed definitely in the right direction um you know I'm I'm not you know granted that the talent level from top to bottom had fallen off you know that's undeniable but but we still can't take anything away from Dennis Herb Jr.'s championship. You know, he went out there, you know, he had the points lead. Uh, I think I think he was, I think, when, like you said, Madden maybe was leading it when he dropped off. But when Shepard dropped off, I think by then, Dennis was already in the points lead. So, so let's not take anything away from those guys. I do think that they've got their work cut out for them moving forward with the return of Chris Madden, with uh, the return of uh, Brandon Shepard. 
Uh, I think they definitely think it's still doable. I definitely think the, the consistency that Dennis Erb showed at the end of 2021, I think if you look back at that, that's what propelled him to that championship in 2022. And so carrying that, if he can continue to carry that same consistency forward, maybe cut back a few races, you know, where he's more, he's prepared a little bit more and has a little more time to prepare when he goes into these long world of outlaw stretches. Uh, he has a legit chance to repeat, uh, but it will not be easy. You know, Chris Madden, Brandon Shepard, uh, I mean, Tanner English was right there for, for much of the second half of last year. And, and I think he's going to be just as good uh, in the Viper uh, equipment. So, so yeah, it's going to be a fun season. I'm looking forward to getting, I'm, I'll be down at the Sunshine uh, Nationals with you. Uh, looking forward to that. So I'll be making that trip from Vado, uh, come home for a day and a half, get, get a, uh, a bath and wash all my clothes and then head out to Florida. Uh, and I'll meet you down there and we'll do the sun, sunshine. Nat I can barely say that the sunshine nationals together. And I'm looking forward to seeing all the new color schemes and the paint schemes and everything that the world of outlaws uh, drivers are going to bring to the table this year. Yeah. And you're debuting on the drive home with me. You, oh, that's um, going to be exciting. You've been, a, you've been an award-winning watcher and listener, but now you get to be on it. Uh, uh, Todd yeah. Turner was on it last year, but this year you're headed you know, to Florida with me in Barberville. So I cannot wait for that. We'll get you, we'll get you fired up and have you a great debut, Robert Holman. I'm looking forward to that. Kevin Kovac, we all know the favorites, Dennis Herb Jr., Brandon Shepard, and Chris Madden. Those are arguably going to be the top three, not in, you know, that order, but to win it. Is there any other driver that can make that next step headed into this season that can maybe make some noise? I have my eyes on Tanner English. Oh yeah. Tanner English proved it for the second half of the year there. I mean, like the, how, how well he ran. Uh, I mean, he probably had as many points. I, I think if you look, probably look back from like uh, maybe middle of July on, he might've had as many points, the most points of anybody. Uh, Cause he was in the top 10, maybe top five just about every time he was out there. Um, <clears throat> obviously he was with a new team. Now he's with the Viper motorsports team, not with Riggs motorsports. So that's a little bit different. He, but I think that could maybe even help him since he's going to be focused totally on one race car this year on his own car. Uh, I know that when he last uh, in, in 2022, when he was with Riggs and that shop, he also had to help out and get Jason Riggs's cars and, and Jack's car, Jack Riggs's cars. They had to get those. I was part of his job to help prepare them. So now he, all he has is his stuff to do with Viper. And uh, it, as long as he has a good crew under him, uh, helping him out. I think that could really be a, a, a good thing for him. Uh, he's already looked pretty good when he ran, made his debut with, uh, with Viper, the first few races, you know, in Las Vegas in November and at the dome, I mean, damn near won the dome. I mean, he was really in the mix there. So that would have been a, that'd have been a heck of a boost for him going into the season. If he would have already won in December before we even get to the 2023 season uh, him. And then Max Blair's the other one. I mean, him and Blair, English and Blair are the two that were kind of together. Boom nation. Uh, yeah. All, all year long. So how's Max going to do? And Max has a, he's going to be closer to home, you know, right with that, with boom there, you know, now. And uh, I think the equipment is there and it's just going to be a matter of uh, being able to, you know, put it all together. I, I think that he could do a good job uh, out there with boom stuff. Um, He should feel wet, run at home. He's going to be able to kind of have his own, his autonomy there, you know, where he's going to be able to put his stuff together at his shop. Uh, I think Max takes a step because, I mean, he did damn good for a first-time national tour in 2022. I mean, when he went to Cherokee Speedway and won a big, uh, you know, $20,000 race his first year with the World of Outlaws, that's pretty impressive. And I, I think that he could uh, make another a step forward this year. It's going to be tough, though, with uh, Chris Madden and Brandon Shepard out there. But Brandon Shepard, of course, he has a new team, too. So we'll have to see how he uh, meshes everything together. He has some learning to do, uh, you know, with some, uh, he'll have some, you know, some uh, growing pains probably everyone does when they have to put a new team together. That's why I really think that it's going to be so tough to beat Chris Madden uh, with the world outlaws this year, because he has everything together, same stuff that he's had. Uh, I believe it'll be the same crew. I have to check on that make sure the same crew guys are back and, uh, and he's got the, I know that's going to be in his mindset that he wants to win a national championship. That's what national title and a, and a crown jewel win at Eldora. That's going to be his, his goals for 2023. All right. Who do you predict will finish higher? Um, Tanner English or Max Blair? You asking me here? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Really I mean, that, that, that's a tough, it's almost a flip of the coin. Um, but at this point, I would probably say Tanner English just because of the overall uh, consistency that he showed for the second half of the year. Max had a couple, uh, I mean, he would admit it too. I mean, that there was a couple, you know, not very good nights for him when he went to some new places. Of course, he has a notebook now, so he can go back there and hopefully do better. But I think that uh, English has a little more experience uh, wide on the road also than Max. So I, I would, if I'd had to put my money on it, I'd put English finishing ahead of Max. I like it, Kovac. Good uh, prediction for uh, 2023. Uh, really quick, Kyle, just I want to know your champion and dark horse. Champion. I'm going to have to go Chris, Chris Madden. And dark horse, I'll have to go with Nick Hoffman. I think, uh, you know, him, he's been waiting for this opportunity here for too long to not capitalize on it. And obviously Chris Madden has also waited too long to not capitalize on a series national touring championship. Robert is Dennis Herb Jr. Going back to back and who's your dark horse? Uh, you know, as, as a, uh, Dennis Herb Jr. fan, I'll, I'll obviously admit that I would love to see him go back to back, but I really feel like it's uh, it's if Chris Madden sticks with the tour, it's his year, uh, providing he can stay consistent through the end of the year, like he always is the first half of the year. That's the key for him. And uh, my dark horse, uh, I'm going to say, I does Max Blair count as a dark horse? Because I mean, yes, it counts. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would definitely say Max Blair. All right, let's see if Max Blair can uh, prove the haters wrong, like Kovac was saying, you know, that, you know, Tanner English, and we'll see if he can, uh, you know, help out the Max Blair nation as uh, Robert Holman says, I'll be a nice dark horse for uh, 2023. Kovac, I just think that Chris Madden will just be way too good at Volusia, those, you know, six points nights or seven points nights that he'll have a big comfortable lead leaving, leaving speed weeks. Yeah, it's uh, that's a good track for him. Uh, that, a good place for him to start. Uh, and, and, and like I said, I mean, I, I'm going with Madden for the championship. I, I just think that it's a point where he's, he's, he, he's due to win one now. And if he's putting his mind to it, uh, again, I mean, he's coming back here. There's, there's not quite as much money out there to be won as an independent schedule. Like he did, uh, in 2022, there's not quite as much money with the XR series. I mean, maybe there'll be a little bit more if they do put a point fund, but he could also go for that point fund and still run all the outlaw races. So to really maximize the number of uh, the amount of money you win. It's good to run a national tour this year. Him and Jonathan Davenport are also are obviously showing that. And uh, it, it's, it, this is just a single-minded thing for him. I think this year, let's win a national title. He's been in the mix every year. He's always finished second or, or third, right up there in the top three. He's, he's, he's a contender every time he does it. I think that's the thing he has to check off on his resume, win a championship with the world of outlaws and, uh, and get that one at uh, one of those big ones at Eldora. Yeah, don't be shocked if he leads wire to wire. Uh, sorry, Sheppy. These, uh, I don't know, new race team, new chassis. Let's see if he can maybe, you know, adapt quickly, which he is known to do in his entire, uh, you know, future Hall of Fame career. So we'll see if Brandon Shepard can uh, get that done and compete with Chris Madden. But overall, we think he will be the champion for 2023. Uh, Shane Clayton, we gave you no love either. I don't know if you could consider him a dark horse, guys, do you? <laughs> There's no way I could consider Clanton a, a former champion of dark horse. Yes, uh, he but we're run, just overlooking him. He's overlooked right now. You know, he, he did. We did, you know, skip over him, but, uh, but, and he did have a lot of consistency towards the end of the second half of last year, much like uh, um, Tanner English. So you know, I, I definitely think he's a top five guy. I just don't think he's uh, uh, going to be a champion. Kovac, Lucas Oil, they'll be starting the week after the Sunshine Nationals at Golden Isles. Then they go to Ocala for two nights and three nights at All Tech, and they finish off at East Bay, which, you know, this could be the second to last time the Lucas Oil Late Model Series is at the Clay by the Bay there in the Tampa area oval. This real quick question, we'll do, do predict our final four. Um, is it just going to be a two-man race, though, between J.D. and Tim, Tim McCready? Dominant all year until we get to those final race where obviously the fourth place guy can win the championship. I'm just saying throughout the entire year, do you just think those two guys will uh, have their way with the rest of the field? I mean, there's the most experience there, no doubt about it. I mean, other than like an Earl Pearson or, uh, or maybe Jimmy Owens, if he would come back and run the tour or it hasn't, hasn't made, haven't heard any, uh, com, you know, conf confirmation from uh, Owens about if he'll be back and run the whole thing. Uh, but when you just look at the amount of experience that, that, 
McCready and, and Davenport have, it, it's tough to beat that. It's tough to beat that in a points race, especially where you're, uh, you know, just I have to have that consistency all over the place and uh, not have bad nights. And, and those guys don't really have bad nights anywhere. Uh, and other guys do. So I, I, I would put both of those. I mean, those two are, those are going into the final four, you know, uh, for the dirt track world championship at Eldora in October. I think there's two spots already taken by those two. You can throw them in there now and the rest, those other two spots that could be scrambled up. I'm not sure. You know, those are the ones that I'm really, uh, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out because I mean, I, I, I could see uh, I would, Number one, I'd put number I'd, Ricky Thornton. I think he's going to win more races this year, too. He was really consistent in 2022. Uh, I think he takes a step now and wins more races. And I would I'd be leaning towards him to be uh, a, the third guy into that final four. And then that uh, last one, Hudson O'Neill with the Rocket Chassis House car, Di- Devin Moran with uh, Double Down Motorsports. Um, Turbo. He, Turbo with uh, with with uh, the best performance. I mean, those three plus Earl Pearson Jr. And I would maybe, say three uh, through eight, Kovac. It'll be very interesting. I think those guys battling out three through eight the, throughout the entire season, they might be the ones racing very hard when we get towards that final four, uh, final. Yeah, stage. I could see those being the ones that you know they're they all have their they'll have their you know little small maybe slumps or something or, or struggles in some different places that Jonathan Davenport and McCready won't have. And I don't think Ricky Thornton has as many struggles in some of them. Uh, you know, they're all in two of them with new teams with Devin Moran and, uh, and Hudson O'Neill too. So you might have to throw that in there. So uh, man, it's almost like that last four, uh, that last number four spot after uh, you flip a coin there or something, pull them out of a hat. That's who might, uh, might be the other one going for the title. Uh, at Eldora in, in October. Yeah, and I'm just going to throw this out. I'm going to ask Kyle, have you guys heard of like a rookie for them next year? I know that the Outlaws have plenty. Or Kyle, have you heard any things? I know that you're placing uh, Devin Moraine with Brandon Shepard, but it looks like, to my knowledge, unless I'm you know completely blind or miss it, that they're only going to have 10 guys. I mean, obviously, more guys will start off at the beginning of the year at Golden Isles and stuff, and I could see like maybe Brandon Overton running the, you know, the first couple of months if he you know does very well during speed weeks, but I haven't really heard much new drivers. I mean, feel free, Kyle, if you haven't either or anybody else step in here. Yeah, no, I haven't heard a thing um, as I haven't seen anybody commit as a rookie on the Lucas Oil Series tour. I guess, I guess the, we'll have Kyle Bronson. He's playing on running next year, Lucas. So there's another guy you can throw your hat in the mix. Yeah, this is a, an absolute long shot, but Will Harrington, he did tell me at PRI that, you know, he was going to run – Georgia Florida Speed Weeks, and if he was in that top eight in points in the Lucas Oil Series, that he would consider moving forth with the series. But even then, if he was in in the top eight in points, he wouldn't feel the most comfortable committing um, on the series full time this year. And so, I mean, I guess that'd be the closest thing that I have heard to maybe somebody considering throwing their hat in uh, for the rookie of the year chase but uh i don't even know when the last time there hasn't been a rookie on the tour i guess that's something kevin knows or we would have to look into but i haven't heard and heard of anybody so we'll have to see if that develops yeah and robert we're kind of saying during the world of all it's like a resurrection you're gonna have a great crew you know core group of drivers no doubt about that you're gonna have you know the two best drivers in the country arguably with tim mccready and Jonathan Davenport, and then you throw in, you know, the younger guys that are making their way up with like Hudson O'Neill, Devin Moraine, and Tyler Erb. But what do you just make of this series with you don't have, you know, much noise of guys planning on running it besides those 10 to 11 guys? Do you think we'll have some more guys, you know, just following it along as they go just because they have a good speed weeks? Uh, it's possible, like you said about about uh, Overton, you know, kind of sticking with it. I'm curious to see if uh, if Kyle Bronson will stick stick with the whole thing with his responsibilities also you know they're at the racetrack at golden isles um i really feel like what this reminds me of is uh the old have a tampa days sort of where you kind of knew who the the 10 guys were uh and it's like these are these is this is our 10 guys this is what we bring to the table and kind of you know fleshed it out so, so to speak from there uh i really kind of get the same feel from this group uh, of drivers and uh, I agree 100% that that they've got 
arguably the the best two drivers definitely the best at the moment and arguably the best two drivers in the sport at at right right now and and mccready and davenport so when you when you start out with those two it doesn't really matter if you got 10 or 12 guys it doesn't really matter where you go after that you you're you're touting the best two in the sport at the moment so um yeah i I don't really think that uh that they're going to be a tremendous amount of by by the middle of the year i don't think that you're going to see anybody unexpected on the tour that that we we go to florida and we look at it east bay and we're like oh this guy has a shot will he will he stay will he won't i think when we leave east bay we'll know who those 10 11 12 guys are who will stick with it throughout the rest of the year i think we'll have a a really firm um idea on that yeah it'll be very interesting to see if uh, some random guy pops up again if I missed the news or somebody told me I'm so apologize if you're going to plan on running the Lucas oil series, but I would like to see Will Arrington, you know, run it. I think the Lucas oil series should try to, you know, go after him, Kovac and maybe, uh, Hey, we'll give you a nice, you know, one of the sponsors you can come run with us. And because you need a rookie, I feel like in the national series makes it more interesting. Yeah. You know, you always want to have a rookie on there. You know, at least a couple almost really, you'd like to have two, uh, Will Arrington be a good one. It's a good personable guy too. That a good young up and comer, uh, that's shown some uh, some speed and and really is a is a good interview for you know and real uh, people fans would really like him out on the tour. Uh, but again, to to get out there, you got to have everything ready to go. And does he have his all his uh, enough equipment to go He's do still it? Fixing his car at yeah. the gateway. <laughs> yeah, so you got to have a. Uh, yeah, you got to have everything ready to go. And, uh, you know, you don't want to overdo it too quick. You don't want to make that jump too quick. I think some guys sometimes make that jump too quick to go run the national tour without, uh, you know, really being on their top of their game in their own region and stuff. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And then they you know, you kind of burn out too. You lose a lot of money if you just go out there and, and not really ready at all. So we'll see what happens with, uh, with the rookie situation with Lucas. Yeah. Nonetheless, Great purse all season long, plenty of crown jewels. You're going to have a great car count no matter where you go throughout the country. They're going to have a good, solid 10 to 12 uh, field, you know, battling it out for that big time payday at Eldora Speedway, which brings me to my next question, Kyle McFadden, who is your final four? You don't have to say the champion going into Eldora Speedway for the dirt track world championship, which I'm still having a hard time trying to say, because I'm used to it being at Portsmouth or Atomic or, you know, those other tracks there in West Virginia, like Pinsboro. Right. Yeah. So I'll have to go with uh, Tim McCready, Jonathan Davenport, Hudson O'Neill, and then Earl Pearson. Those, that'll be my top four. You uh, like EPJ sneaking in there. The points I master. I do. I think he'll point his way into the final four. Robert, I think most of us will have at least two of the same guys, and if not all of us will, but I just want to hear your four in no order. We don't have to give out the champion yet. Uh, for sure, J.D. and, and McCready, and, and I think we're all in agreement uh, with that, that uh, those two are going to be there. But uh, I, I really feel like Devin Moran uh, has a legitimate chance to be there, and I feel like uh, I feel like Hudson O'Neill has a legitimate chance to be there just simply because uh, – the rocket chassis house car is almost too good of a deal to fail in. I just feel like that uh, that even it when even when the rocket chassis guys are having uh, bad days, they're not as bad as some some others. So I feel like they'll be able to get into the into the final four on points uh, as well. So JD, T Mac, uh, Hudson O'Neill, and Devin Moran. Good picks, good picks. Kevin Kovac, you in agreement or are you going to have somebody different? Maybe you won't even have JD or T-Mac in it. You know, just throw out well, a crazy one. I think I already talked about the three. I think will be in there. JD, McCready, and Ricky Thornton Jr. And I, I said that last four, that fourth spot will be the one that really uh, it's, uh, you know, up for grabs, I think. Uh, make me have to make me have to pick and I'll say Hudson O'Neill. He'll with the Rocket Cows car. I say he goes into the, the top four also and and of course, going into that top four, I mean, going into that Eldora race, you take that top four. Who's the two that are going to be the the mode, the favorites to be the top finisher in the Dirt Track World Championship? Obviously, JD and T Mac, uh, with their success, I mean, they they automatically are showing it could be a two man race. 
which could end up being a very, it could be a, what the best thing would be if it would be like a nice close point race, which would have been a close point race anyway, going into the last one. And then those two maybe go for it. You know, they're running together. It's very likely that McCready and Davenport will be up in the top five in a hundred, you know, in a hundred lap race at Eldora. So uh, maybe it would, maybe it'd work out just that way. And they'll just run it for the, for the championship right there. Yeah. So I'm going to go with JD and T-Mac. I don't know. I My thing is, I just think that Devin Moraine's track record at speed weeks, he's going to have like a comfortable, like high points lead. Cause I mean, you know, it could, anything could happen, but I think he's just so good at speed weeks that he'll have a comfortable, like good starting spot, but their points fluctuate. So I'm going to go with Devin Moraine. And I just, oh, man, Ricky Thornton, or I mean the rocket house car team, there's no way they're going to be in the top four. I know it's their first year all together. They might take some, you know, lumps, but I think they're they're going to be out to prove something, just like Sheppy is out to prove something on their own too. So I think that Rocket One team sneaks in Ricky Thornton Jr., which is hard to say because he had a hell of a year. I think he's going to be the last one in. But nonetheless, Robert, I think just like we've been saying that four through like seventh range is going to be very – or third through seventh range, it could be anybody because we kind of, you know, each gave out a different driver with EPJ, me with, you know, uh, Ricky Thornton as Kovac, and then you with Devin Rand. So it's going to be very – uh fun to watch all season long yeah that that three and four pick is is up for grabs and i think any driver i think any i like to probably say that any driver who starts out on this tour thinks that they have a a chance to win it with if things go their way but in reality as we sit here i think we're looking at the picks three and four are chasing picks one and two and they will be all year long you know after speed weeks gets over with and after uh, things kind of uh, uh, play out down there in Florida. And we get back to the real world. I think everybody will be chasing one and two, Jonathan Davenport and Tim McCready. And I really feel like that this point system that Lucas Oil has come up with for this particular uh, season, uh, I just think it plays into their favor. It, it it benefits those two guys because all they have to do is get to Eldora running one through four and those two are arguably over the last, you know, four or five years or longer, the best at those long distance races at Eldora. So I don't, I can't imagine a world that, um, that the Lucas oil championship doesn't come down to the final race between uh, Tim McCready and Jonathan Davenport. I just, and I'll go ahead and make my prediction. I feel like this is a, I, I, I predicted McCready. I'm going to make a crazy sideways prediction. I, Jonathan Davenport is going to be leading this tour going into, into the final. Tim McCready will somehow find a way to outrun him in the last race of the year and repeat as the Lucas Oil champion. That's what I'm saying. I know it's crazy, but that's so what we I'm look saying. back here. We just got to remember, we got to look back at this, uh, this podcast come October. See, see how that's my out, prediction. Right? Yeah, that's my prediction. I, that's we're we're predicting things today. So that's that's my prediction. I, I wanted to mention, like Derek did mention about Brandon Overton, who possibly, uh, maybe he starts off well down in Florida. Uh, in, they rain out in Illinois. And yeah, then and then like, he okay, comes. we're now at the show me one hundred. <laughs> yeah, maybe he decides to do it. You know, like I know in twenty twenty two, there was one point in the season. When Brandon Overton told me, he's like, this, I think it was after he won the gopher, uh, the gopher out there, the 50,000 at Deer Creek. He's like, this might've been the year. Maybe I should have done it this year. I should have done the national tour this year because, uh, uh, you know, some guys didn't do it and it made it made a little bit better to go do it. And again, if you want to win the most money possible this year, you really got to look at that. I mean, that's why Jonathan Davenport's doing the Lucas Oil series, the most money possible. You got to go run one of the series. And especially that Lucas Oil series for a guy like Jonathan Davenport, and I mean Overton's got to look at that like, man, he he could pretend, he could get top four in the points, obviously, you know, like I mean he's that good. Uh, and then the last race of the year is at Eldora. How good is he at Eldora? I mean he could be looking at three hundred thousand uh, dollars running racing for. Would he rather race for? Just by going all the Lucas races, which there are. Hey, Dale McDowell many. might run the whole series now. Yeah, I mean, there are. You know, yeah, there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, you got to think if you're really good at Eldora um, and, you, and you're also good enough to be in the top four in a national tour points with the Lucas Oil series, you might as well go do it 
and then put yourself in position to really win some big. There's not a million dollar race this year at Eldora. So the big money right there is 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 in with points. some extra points. So yeah, and Overton, I think would have to look at it. Uh, you know, like I mean, it kind of probably would be frustrating to him. He goes to the Dirt Track World Championship at the Eldora Speedway where he's so good. And he's only running for a hundred thousand compared to those guys could be running for a uh, thirty three hundred thousand with the championship and a win. I think the biggest thing with him because he's going to be at all the crown jewels will be like that March Atomic Brownstown dates and then mm-hmm. Tri City making which both have known to you know get rained out. The rest of them kind of in his neck of the woods. I feel like he maybe has to travel at a couple of them, but other than that, he's going to be at most of those. So maybe we'll yeah. see. And there's even a couple time. extra weekends off this year. You know, that Lucas put in there where they don't, you know, kind of giving the guys a break that they, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, compared to past seasons that were really, you know, stretched it out for him. Um, Maybe he does it. I mean, uh, he's got he's got to be seriously thinking about it. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe we can pressure him down at uh, Speed Weeks and he has some good runs there. Then we'll see him, you know, in the March and April, you know, scene. But other than that weekends off races he's probably going to you know at least interested in thinking of in the crown jewels why not brandon overton join lucas and uh, put on a show kyle mcfadden one more thing we'll start off with you yeah i had already mentioned it earlier on in the show but uh logan martin two-time comp cams series champion going on to the the outlaw tour next year as a full-time regular and uh throwing his hat into the name or to the uh list of rookie competitors so looking forward to that and uh that is my one more thing big shot bob yes sir uh i don't know if we've mentioned it considering we recorded the show uh during the holidays and it's been a while since we've we've been together but uh i just wanted to say congratulations to ruben morales uh for for getting um for becoming the world of outlaws announcer for this coming season, I know it's a very tough situation for everybody involved. It's going to be very difficult for him as well, uh, replacing uh, the late Rick Eshelman, uh, which is going to, would be difficult for anyone. But uh, with with their connection, with uh, the way Rick kind of mentored um, him, I, I just feel like uh, it was a, a good choice at the right moment. So, uh, so congratulations to Ruben Morales and, and good luck going into the world of outlaws series for that young man. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's probably lit for like four or five days in a row. He probably went to the clubs, had a good time. Uh, well-deserved for, uh, Ruben Morales getting that big time, uh, announcing gig. No one uh, deserves it more than him because his passion for the sport is phenomenal. And remember guys, he's only like 23 years old. Uh, my one more thing is I just want to give uh, condolences and to the Manville family out of Highland, Illinois, uh, as of course, Tim Manville used to be a, you know, regional guy that raced a lot at Highland Speedway. His father, Thomas Manville passed away on New Year's Eve. He was battling cancer for over, you know, over a year. Um, he was a car owner, car owner of Randy Corey in 1997 when he won the championship and throughout the years, uh, just always a good guy would come up and talk to you. You know, at the race, especially the summer nationals, when his son Tim uh, kind of, you know, was still racing. And uh, you can, you know, I think Tim hasn't raced in the last year and that kind of, you know, his dad had cancer, but he uh, officially passed away on New Year's Eve. So I just wanted to give uh, condolences to the Manville family out of, uh, you know, the Highland area. Great racing family. And uh, we're thinking about you here at Dirt on Dirt and Flow Racing. Kovac, what about you to finish things off? One of the the big news story, I guess, that happened while we were on a little bit of a break here during the holidays was Josh Richards uh, announcing his basically retirement. I guess he said left the door open to running some races every once in a while, but uh, he is uh, stepping away from the sport on a full time basis. And I mean, he's been with the he's been in a late model ever since he was 16 years old, uh, running 2004 when he started right in his father's rocket chassis house car and uh, won nearly 200 features, I think, total. I mean, nobody, uh, I'm not sure if anybody's won more Lucas and Outlaw races combined, right? I mean, he's he's got a great uh, National Touring Series record, uh, one of the few that's won both championships uh, and struggled the last few years, obviously. I mean, it's been pretty clear that he hasn't been the same Josh Richards who was uh, so that, I mean, that I kind of saw grow up in the sport. I, I got really into full-time late model racing in 2006 
And so I saw, and with the world of outlaws for, for whatever, seven years, whatever I was, uh, got to see Josh Richards become Josh Richards, uh, win a lot of races, uh, during that time frame. I'm not sure if there's another late model driver that I've seen win more races, uh, uh, since I've been in the sport. Uh, so it'll be, uh, it's like, like good luck to good luck to Josh, whatever his future endeavors are, but we're definitely going to miss him. I mean, there's, there's a guy's I mean, only 34. You thought that he could be racing until he was 50 in his fifties and would have incredible numbers of wins and championships and crown jewels. I mean, there was a time when he was the number one guy in the sport, you arguably the best driver in dirt late model racing. Uh, it's, uh, it'll be, it's sad to see him, you know, not be at won't be, but we'll be sad to see him not in the pit areas and on the racetrack, but, uh, again, good luck to him, uh, with that, whatever he does in the, in the future. No doubt at one point, and he probably still is in his prime, one of the most exciting drivers we've ever seen in uh in this industry. Uh just want to, you know, wish him good luck for him and his wife. Put on a hell of a career. It's kind of like a Barry Sanders or Jim Brown career, Kovac, where he uh, you know, had a great, great success for, you know, over 10 years. But you know, those guys kind of retired in the early stages where they could have probably play, you know, played another four or five years. Yeah, this is sort of the same thing, although Josh in the last five wasn't – I mean, those guys, when they retired, they were at the top of the game. They were, like, still pretty well, much – Dorsey Levin yeah. is better than Barry Sanders well, at the well, time. I guess you yeah. – all right, let's, let, let's, let's uh, talk about that, right? Even Calvin Johnson, you can throw that in there. Yeah. Two, two unfortunate uh, Lions, I guess, uh, that retired early. But, uh, but Josh has kind of come down. He wasn't at the top of his game the last few years. I mean, really, it's kind of, it's, it's almost unfortunate. He didn't win a race in his last season of full-time racing uh, in 2000. He had a really rough one with the fire and during East Bay week with his camper and also hurting it, breaking his nose and jaw uh, during a, from a clot of mud at Eldora. So tough last season, but, you know, again, good luck to, good luck to him, whatever he does. For sure. Best of luck to Josh Richards. One hell of a career. This week, the Wild West shootout starts. Robert Holman will be there with the stories and articles and, you know, updates throughout that entire wild West shootout here coming up in the next week and a half. Then speed week starts and we'll be kicking it into high gear for the 2023 season. Uh, be sure to check out live video at flow racing. We'll have every lap of the, you know, the races there in Vado starting on Saturday. We also will have the chili bowl, which starts next Monday, which racing galore here in January. And also be sure to check out all these guys' articles at DirtOnDirt.com. Until next time, this is the Dirt Reporters. Thank you for listening. Next week, we'll be on camera. So you get to see all, all our pretty faces. I know we're riders, and I have a face for radio. So be ready, ladies. We'll be, uh, be putting on a show for you. This is the Dirt Reporters. Thank you for listening. <laughs>